The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Oh, ho, ho! What is up, Buffalo Fanatics? Z-Bot here with you, live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel on a mayhem of a Monday. And that can only mean one thing. It is the smoke break. Less than 24 hours removed from the franchise tag deadline. Teams wasted no time getting to work this afternoon. Plenty of crazy headlines coming out of the NFL today. Some blockbuster moves, some blockbuster contracts. I think we got some more info on a lot of other things to happen down the line. Aaron Rodgers, potentially. Derek Henry, potentially. We'll get into that. A lot of stuff happening in the NFL. It's crazy. Just when you think you're getting into the offseason, it's when you realize there is no offseason. The offseason does not exist for the NFL, but that's the way we like it, baby. It's the way we like it. And it's crazy. I said this last week when I hopped on here and it was the first day of March or whatever, and I couldn't believe we were already here. And as we continue to tick on, now the draft is really heating up. You have, of course, the free agency stuff going on now. And then a week from tomorrow, the new league year starts, and that's when you're really going to start seeing a lot of these moves being made. It'll be inevitable by then that Aaron Rodgers will be somewhere new, I'm sure. We can see Derrick Henry somewhere new by then. There'll be plenty of moves made within the next week and so on, but there were plenty of them made today. Good to have you in on a Monday night here on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel. If you're uh, just tuning in, I'm sure a lot of you are watching the Sabres right now. Jeff Skinner is tied up. I got to tell you, man, I've been watching a ton of hockey since I moved down here because football's over and I'm in a new town, as you know. So, you know, don't really, we don't really know anybody. My girlfriend, Caroline, she works like 12-hour shifts as a, as a nurse. So I've just been watching a ton of hockey. So I've been getting really into the Sabres recently, which is fun because I don't typically do that. And uh, I've been watching other games, too, because they're, the, they're all on ESPN Plus there. And uh, Connor McDavid, I mean, it's unbelievable. This guy, uh, automatic, like automatic. Tonight, the Sabers in the Sabers game, first goal. It's just like it's automatic. He's like the, the most sure bet out there. It's it's ridiculous. But the Sabers are really fun to watch. I I'm praying they find a way to sneak in. I know they're on the outside looking in right now, and they're close. That would be awesome. Uh, and then I know you're wondering, well, Bob, is that a limited edition Katy Perry T-shirt from her residency in Las Vegas? It absolutely is because I was there, had to get the memorabilia, as you know, and I had to commemorate what I think to be maybe the best concert I've ever been to. And you know how many concerts I've been to in my day. Um, so I felt like, hey, I got the Katy Perry on tonight. Um, nothing can go wrong except for probably the Internet, which will eventually happen. I can already see it's happening again and again. We're not going to try to do a rant like we did last week. You already know the drill by now. I, I It is. I mean. I, I, I've talked to, I, I, we're in the process of trying to work it out. It's out of my control, you know, as many things are. Um, what else is on the agenda? Yeah, so we got a lot going on tonight, a lot to talk about as far as what happened today 
out of the NFL, what we could potentially see moving forward because we're going to see a ton of stuff unfold over the next week here. And then how does that inevitably wind up impacting the Bills? We'll have to see how that all unfolds. Uh, shout out to my little niece, Peyton, who's watching right now with my girlfriend, Caroline and Chloe and Michael and the gang. She loves watching Bot on the big screen. Of course she does. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't, right? She's got, she, she's like, I don't want, crazy story, by the way, my niece, Peyton, who's watching right now, she's like, I, I, I'm so bad with ages. I think she's three, maybe four. I have no idea. Sorry, Chloe. But anyway, so she, uh, you know, she's, she's at the store the other day with them and they're walking around and she, for some reason they happen to have like a kid's bills t-shirt or something laying around and she picked it up off the rack and then went up to uh, her mom and said, oh, Oh, Z-Bot wants this. Z-Bot wants this. And I, I thought that was the coolest thing ever because she doesn't. What the hell does she know? Like, how would she know that? And it's because, I, and it hit me where it's like she has probably only known me you know, throughout my, her whole life. She's probably seen me with the Bills logo on every single time she's ever seen me. So that is like it, it is just it was crazy to like, think about it that way because that logo as a kid, I guess, so you don't know what it is, but you see it nonstop. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, it's Z-Bot. Funny, funny stuff. Uh, we got a lot going on tonight. Like I mentioned, I didn't want to do it alone because as you know, like I said, we're getting into the meat of the offseason here. It's still blowing my mind that that's where we're at, but that is exactly where we're at. The league year starts a week from tomorrow, and then before you know it, short month after that, the draft kicks off. So didn't want to do it alone tonight, and I'm not going to. I got my main man, Rev, joining me tonight. Just when you thought he was out, I pulled What's him up? back in. Main man, Rev, <laughs> joining me here on the smoke break. What's happening, brother? Man, what's going on, Bob? It's good to be with you guys, man. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I uh yeah, I I I keep forgetting, I think, like when all the stuff was unfolding today, I it, it still feels as though last week we're we're trying to put the pieces together as to how the hell the Bills lost that badly to the Bengals. And here yes. we are going into the second week of March and oh, you're watching from, Yeah. Yeah, the exactly. legal tampering period. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the, and the landscape of the league is, is completely altering. And I think we're going to see a lot of crazier moves. And we already perhaps anticipated. We know Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to be, you know, in a situation where he could move. And I think that impacts us as yeah. Bills fans more than we realize. And it continues oh, yeah. to go in that direction uh, day by day here. I mean, I, I, I swear to God. It, it continues to become more inevitable to me that he's going to become a jet. And the crazy thing about it is mm -hmm. I don't think I don't hear anybody talking about it. And so we'll no. start there, right? Now. We'll start there, yeah. there, Rev, right off the bat, because the reason we know it's becoming more likely that Aaron Rodgers could be a jet is because Derek Carr, of course, the former quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, who had a weird ending to his tenure there, it did not end well. He thought he'd retire as a Raider. It always felt like he would. It just seemed like he fit there ended poorly they they split ways and Derek Carr today he finds his new team he signs a deal with the New Orleans Saints Derek Carr shifts gears from the AFC to the NFC with a rebuilding yet young and talented you know New Orleans team that in that division can do some damage and that conference can do some damage mm -hmm. as we know in the NFC it's anybody's ball game. And all of a sudden in that conference and especially in that division Derek Carr all of a sudden becomes one of the better quarterbacks you know, amongst his peers on that side of things. And it's crazy to think that you go from having to go against Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, uh, twice a year, right? right? And then, of course, you add Russell Wilson into the mix if he gets back into gear. 
And now he goes to a division where he is unarguably the best quarterback in the league. But Rev, how that affects us as Bills fans above the fact that, you know, it's just a big move to begin with. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr was linked to the Jets and that got insanely heavy just yesterday. Right. The rumors were really starting to make their way out into the stratosphere that not only were the Jets potentially interested in in Derek Carr, but Derek Carr was interested in the Jets. That is no longer the case. He signs Mm -hmm. the deal with Saints. And so now the other guy linked to the Jets that we all we all know, you know, is potentially, you know, in play, but we haven't really been talking about it a whole lot. It's a rod. So talk to me, Rev. Where are you at right now with this situation? Because if you're the New York Jets, and I want to put, I want to make sure this is clear, by the way, because the reason I talk about the Jets and the reason I think that, you know, it's worth talking about not only when it comes to them as a whole, but when it comes to talking about them adding pieces to their team, especially at quarterback, where we know they were completely inept. If they mm-hmm. get a guy, which I felt Derek Carr would have been a great addition in itself, but it didn't oh, work yeah. out. But if they got a guy like Rogers, whatever, this is a team last year without a competent quarterback that did beat the bills, a team that was on the fringe of the playoffs the entire season and had a year well beyond expectation. It's a team that is young, incredibly talented despite being young. And they have built through the draft in a way that has them set up. And if they get a quarterback in there that can take advantage of that, who knows? And Aaron Rodgers could potentially be that guy. So Rev right now, as you see it with the New York jets moving in to the, league year here what do you think happens does Aaron Rodgers wind up going there or do you see the Jets taking a different direction and it's something we're not going to have to worry about as we head into the year you know I really don't know what other direction the Jets can take they, they right. definitely cannot go into this season with with Mike White and uh and Zach Wilson again they, they can't do that um There's no so shot. it make no 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 way it makes it makes perfect sense for them to be all in on some type of a veteran quarterback right now who can who can get this team um, even more competitive than they were last year? Let's let I me mean, let's not forget that the Jets last year were no slouch, right? I mean they 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 beat the Bills. We I mean Zach Wilson, granted, you know I mean uh, uh, that defense is is legit, but nevertheless they beyond still legit. won beyond legit. Yeah, Super Bowl caliber defense. Quinn Williams sacked and, Josh Allen twice in three snaps before he got injured in the second time around when they played. I mean this team was, is is defense the team is loaded. loaded. Defense is they're all young. The whole yes, a lot of them on rookie contracts. Very good, very, very good defense. And it makes sense with Robert Sala, right? Former defensive coordinator. Um, but then you look at the offense, they have weapons on offense. They got you, they have Garrett Wilson, right? First round quarter, I mean, a a wide receiver. Um, um, Michael Carter, uh, Brees Hall before he got injured, right? We forget, right? Because he he had injured. Yeah, we completely might have won rookie of the year had he not. You he know, got well injured, but it didn't matter. Didn't matter that it didn't matter because the, the Jets still wound up walking away with two rookies yeah. of the year. They, they he was well on his way, and and that team is 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 talented, man, extremely talented. And they were just a quarterback away from really, really, truly uh, narrowing the gap in the AFC East. Like I, I think, I think as Bills fans, we need to we need to be mindful of of uh, of of just the, the the competition and the division there is it's not it's not such a it's it's not as big of a gulf between uh, um the competition as we may think it is uh when you look at Tua and and the Dolphins and what they were man what they were able to do to us uh we almost lost to to them in the in the playoffs let's not forget about that okay um Tua beat and we did lose to the regular okay. season with Tua and, right exactly and then you now, got the, granted, you got that the was when the defense was completely annihilated but still the point still stands because you kind of wash that out with the fact 
that, like you said, the playoff game, it was the Dolphins that were completely ravished. It was in Buffalo. It was the playoffs. Yes. The Bills were yes. two touchdown favorites, and it took a game that had me, you know, borderline cardiac arrest. Absolutely. You know, but, but I literally almost passed out twelve different times during that game. Yep. Yep. The reason it was that bad is because I could not believe what I was watching. I mean, I yep. was I was just losing my mind, and the fact that it was happening against those Miami Dolphins was, you know, it, it made it that much worse. But I think mm-hmm. what your point, the point you're making right now is, is spot on. And it's one that I think we are neglecting. And that's why I think when a move inevitably does get made here, and if it is, if it is Aaron Rodgers, the landscape of this division and ultimately the AFC it completely changes. Yes, completely. it does. You, you, you're, because you're Miami, in- Miami, right. I mean, Miami is still who they are. And I'm, I'm, you know how my thoughts on them, but there's yeah. still a team that obviously plays the Bills incredibly tough. But the Jets... They, they're a team that flew so under the radar because of how bad Zach Wilson was. They have yet to have a team with a competent quarterback that's been able to take advantage of what they have put into this team to get yeah. where they're at. And, and the thing of it is, Rev, if that does happen, you have them ascending, right, with, these, with this young talent, whereas the mm-hmm. Bills are all of a sudden in the position now where they're trying to find – more of it because they're running out of it yeah. and it's kind of a different it's it's a different end of the spectrum here it, it's completely different uh and, and we know the jets um they're, they're gonna play tough they're gonna be tough for for a long time as long as they got their yeah. defense intact they're gonna be extremely tough and they gave josh allen this offense fits extreme fits and so when you when you look at at adding a guy like like aaron Rodgers, we're talking about a first ballot hall of fame quarterback not some scrub off the street. I mean, heck, if they would have added Derek Carr, it would have made them much better than what they were last year. It would have made I them more competitive. Infin- you know infinitely now- would have. I mean, it, 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 right, if they would have signed Derek Carr, I mean, I'm telling you right now, that is, I don't think people were, I don't think people were truly resonating with the fact that that would have been a major leap for this team. Zach Wilson played a historically bad ball last yeah, year, and the Jets were still yeah. incredibly competitive. Yes, and that's and and so they're they're only just a a an average at best quarterback away from you know competing for a wild card spot, and all it takes is for them to get in because with that defense, I mean, there's just no telling what they could do. And so, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm worried, but I'm I definitely have my eyes on the Jets, especially if they're able to land a guy like Aaron yeah. Rodgers. We can't we can't sleep on that team. I think this division is going to get a lot tighter. And, and the Bills cannot rest on their laurels. They can't get too comfortable thinking, oh, we got Josh Allen. We're, we'll be fine. No, you're not. Right. <laughs> you're, you're not. You're going to find you're going to find yourself getting slept on. I mean, you're going to find yourself um, sleeping on these other teams and be on being on the outside looking in. We have to make sure that we continue to as the Bills continue to build and make sure that we get better and better and better because the AFC, man, the AFC in general is just going to continue to get better. But especially the AFC East, oh, yeah. man. Especially if you add a, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be incredibly, incredibly uh, uh, competitive. And as you said, it's you said the word worry. I'm not worried because what's the difference at this point? You add another piece to the puzzle. The puzzle's already overflowing with pieces. The AFC is so yeah. stacked. If you add another, if you not, you add Aaron Rodgers to it, I mean, honestly, what what is it? What difference does it make? It's already a complete dogfight to begin with. Where I'm, yeah. where it sticks out to me is this the Derek Carr rumors to the Jets start heating up. Nobody was even willing to reference the fact that that would have instantly made the Jets twice as good as they were no. last year. They weren't even they wanting to acknowledge it. They pooped on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah so they, they pooped on the idea. 
And now that's off the table. And the alternative <laughs> is twice as good as that. And I still see nobody talking about it. I understand, you know, it's being talked about. Rodgers could potentially going to the Jets. But as, as much as we like to, you know, we like to chat online on Twitter. I mean, yeah, the, sure. bill, the Bills, yeah. you know, Bills Mafia, you know, we spent we spend time on the keyboard, no doubt about yeah, it. We do. And I got to tell you, for as much time as we do talk about a variety of different stuff, I have seen an overwhelming lack of discussion about mm-hmm. the potential here. Because I don't even, you know, competitiveness aside, I don't even think we have we have given a a true thought to the fact that the Bills could be playing Aaron Rodgers twice a year. And when you say that out loud, it just it's odd. It's odd, and yeah. it's it's weird to kind of wrap your head around. But if that happens, I think we go into the season, you, you don't you almost don't even think about it because it just seems like it's so odd. I think when you yeah. get there. And you realize what this team is, what and then the you kind of realize the situation yeah. that is, like you said, that's going on around the AFC, and then the situation the Bills are currently in, where like it, it, it's back to your point: it, if you rest on the laurels, there's no ro- laurels to rest on. It, it's Josh Allen, right. and if and if you're going to do that, we saw it, we've seen the result. Exactly. So, and then so, the Jets they they have they have they have a 13th overall pick in the in the, in the first round, you know so, so they got a chance to add more talent. Yeah, well, it's the equivalent of going backwards. If you yeah. stay in the same position, it's the equivalent of going backwards. Um, and that's the situation that's currently unfolding right now. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have to make a decision soon. By the time the league year starts, the Green Bay Packers will have to owe him, I think, nearly sixty million dollars. They're mm-hmm. either going to have to re, they're either going to have to bring him back in, or make a move. This is going to have to happen within the next week. I have yet to hear another legitimate candidate for Aaron Rodgers outside of some rumblings of potentially Carolina. I could not see Aaron Rodgers ending his career in Carolina. I don't see it. I, I think that it's, it's just a a wild, it's a wild concept to wrap your mind around because not only are we not talking about it, I don't think we're, we're kind of, kind of facing the fact that if it does happen, it's going to happen. I mean, it it could happen tonight. And that's really an odd, odd situation. It really could. I mean, here's a team that just popped up in my head. And I'm wondering, you know, what kind of what you think about it because I haven't heard anything yeah. about this though. But so you, so you've got Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Um, I'm looking at Tampa Bay. Like, like, what do, what do you, what about him going south down there? The, and I think that really, it kind of really hit me today. This off season is going to be wild. There are so really many is, teams man. that need complete yeah. overalls. The amount of teams that need quarterbacks is extraordinary. And, and that's not even including the teams that you could argue that you, that you could argue that would potentially need one, but the amount yeah. of the teams currently that do need a quarterback. And we're not even referencing the fact that even if it's not Aaron Rodgers, a guy like Jimmy G who listen, Jimmy G is not Zach Wilson is not Jimmy G, right? I mean, we're talking yeah. about guys who are, who are competent, competitive, competitive mm-hmm. winning quarterbacks that the AFC East, quite frankly, has not had outside of Josh Allen since Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers. Oh, wow. We have yep. not had to, we have not had to be challenged with that. Yeah. And that's what makes last year even worse because not only was it just that we've been over this a million times, the setup, mm-hmm. the yep. setup for the Bills was just as good as the Bills were themselves. And that's what sucks the most. And it just felt like if they, if there was going to be a year where the Chiefs had a falling off period, it would have been last year. You lose Tyreek Hill. You have an incredibly young defense. You revamp your own line. You got a rookie running back, and it just didn't matter. 
Mm-hmm. And now, now it starts to settle in because you understand, okay, that was a perfect situation, or at least it felt like it was until it wasn't. But now, where we're at right now currently, as opposed to where we were at this point last year as a fan and as mm-hmm. the optimist, as you know, as we measure measure the optimism level. Yeah, if you're like me, it's it, it's it's a lot different. The feeling is a lot different. It's not just because of how I feel about the Bills, the way the season ended, and the things that have unfolded since. But it's because I'm looking around at the rest of the landscape, and mm. everybody's getting a bit better. I mean, there's just little pieces that add up. I mean, Jacksonville is one of those those teams, in my opinion, that I think is going to be an absolute. Oh wagon. yeah, I think Jacksonville. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yes, right. I think Jacksonville that, yeah, is that team is on the, on the come up. Yeah, that team is they're definitely already, on yeah, the come they're up. already ahead of schedule. And people forget that Calvin Ridley, a high draft pick who was on his way to have a promising start with the Card or with the Atlanta Falcons, if it weren't for a BS gambling, uh, mm. a legality amongst the yeah. league, he was betting on his own team. Whatever, he gets suspended the whole year. He's on the Jaguars now, and the, and and, and right. this is this is a team that turned. Zay Jones, who the Bills couldn't do anything with, right? right? The Jags turned Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. They turned a lot of guys that nobody else wanted. Evan Ingram, right? And they wound up putting together a promising year after one of the most tumultuous years any team has ever had under Urban Meyer. They're only getting better. We mm-hmm. see the trajectory that the Bengals are on. Of course, we know the Chiefs. Of course, we yeah. know where Miami is heading if they can get to or, or whoever in that position, where if they can get on the right track. We're talking about the Jets. If Russell Wilson Tom Brady. under Sean Payton can get it in gear, right? Mm-hmm. There's just so many elements. Yeah, And it's not even, you know, as, as we focus in uh, going in, uh, through the show here on what the Bills could potentially do, and we'll talk about running back in a second here. The, the, the struggle that I have as a fan is it's not only do you focus on what the Bills have to do, but you also look at the rest of the league and it just feels like there was a time where the Bills were ahead of the curve and it just feels mm-hmm. like that curve is flattened out to some degree. Actually, yeah, extraordinarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would definitely agree with that. Um, you know, I, I want to say that if, if it kind of feels like they've gotten comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, you can kind of look at the fact that you got Josh Allen and you know, just a couple of years ago, I mean, you you went toe to toe with uh, with Pat Mahomes, and and you just you know were you know uh, just that close to winning, right? And and everybody knows that, or they at least they felt that if the Bills had gotten past the Chiefs, th- there was really no team that would have won, and we probably would have been hoisting up that Lombardi Trophy last year, but it didn't happen. And then so we go into this year, and and the big the big uh, thing that happened, you know, we lost Dayball. He went to the Giants, and you know, uh, it, it just it just felt like 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 we got real comfortable and 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 started drinking the Kool-Aid. I know I did, man, early in the year with the whole sure. Super Bowl talk and and all the Bills are Super Bowl favorites and 20-0 and, and who's going to beat them. And even when they came out of the shoot, the first couple of games of the season looked unstoppable, right? And, and then it just it just kind of plateaued from there. And it almost seems like like they, they trust Josh Allen way too much. Not that they shouldn't trust him, but it's just like, oh, we've got Josh Allen. We're okay. We got Stephon Diggs. We'll be okay. We've got a, a top defense. We'll be okay. Um, 
but that, that's not the case, man. Like in, in the National Football League, I don't care how, how talented you have a quarterback or how talented you are on the team. You have to continue to, to build and get better and get better because especially the way the landscape of the NFL is going right now, I mean, teams are, 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 are getting better quickly. And unless you're, 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 unless you're like in the position like Brandon Bean had mentioned um, earlier that, got, that kind of got blown out, out of proportion talking about, um, I think, the Vikings – um, sucking bad enough to get a guy, not, not the Vikings, but the the, the the Bengals sucking enough to get a guy like Jamar Chase. You know, unless you're in that kind of position where you can just reload um, from high draft picks, it's going to take you a while to build. And that's kind of what, what the Bills draft process has been like. But now these other teams who have been on the bottom for a while with these high draft picks, they're starting to turn over really quickly. And you're starting to see the talent gap shrink right um and and the bills better look over their shoulders man because you got some teams nipping out their heels not just within the division but like you mentioned other teams like the jacksonville jaguars and we kind of we completely forgotten that they got calvin really on the shelf for an entire year now he's back so you got you add him to the mix with with uh with with uh christian kirk and you've got lawrence who who's an etn and Travis that whole team yeah, I mean, yeah sure yeah man it's, it's just the, the entire afc is getting so much better and uh, yeah. i need the bills to, uh, to to get with the program and realize, hey, man, like we don't have a whole lot of time to be playing around with these teams. We have to get better now, be all in or or, or, or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because what I would hate as a fan is, is to see the Bills with a generational quarterback like Josh Allen and completely waste his years, his prime, what we have, because we were just too comfortable and got too lackadaisical and uh, watched other teams pass us by and we ended up losing and we never were able to to get to that 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 uh Super Bowl man. So um, I think the Bills, man, we have we have to continue to move forward, man, and, and get better because the AFC is not going to quit. Like we're the hunted now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Everybody's they're coming after us. And the overall sentiment here, I think we're driving home is it's just it's not it's not just that the Bills have to improve here. They have to you know replace this. You know, we're, you know Leslie Frazier's gone. Love him or hate him. I mean, they, the Bill, the Bills' defense was what it was under him, and it was an extraordinary defense. That's gone. Brian Dable, gone. And now we we have plenty of the fan base yeah. up in arms about Ken Dorsey. So there's two of your your top, you know, your top coordinators gone now, right? Now you're gonna have to move on from probably at least at least two of your top defensive players, you'd think. You have realized now that you don't have a legitimate wide receiver, too. You're still up in the air as to what you're doing at the running back position. And, you know, frankly, your offensive line is mediocre at best. And it's just the things that are upheld because of the talent of Josh Allen. And as yeah. you watch the talent of these other teams increase, and you'll see that continue throughout the offseason here, that's the one thing that I think becomes more alarming than the situation that the Bills have within the organization itself, because we already are aware of that. There's nothing you can do about the fact that the teams that, you know, are, are usually ones you run over, right? Like the Jets, mm -hmm. like the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. It's no longer the case. And with the Bills kind of in the position that they're at right now, it, it's it, it's it's got to be like a situation with the Kansas City Chiefs where when you, you 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 almost it's addition by subtraction in a way. When you lose guys or when you are in a situation where you're cap strapped, you have got to find a way to navigate around it. That's why the Chiefs mm -hmm. are so as good as they are. I mean, they moved on from Tyreek Hill simply because of the cap situation. Yeah. And they wound up completely cashing in on it. And it gave Patrick Mahomes probably the best year of his career so far. There's yeah. ways to do it. And it it's made them more how dangerous. Are they going to wind up doing it, right? Yeah. It, it made them it made them more dangerous because everybody knew it was it was Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, right? But sure. now that he's gone, 
um, they had he's had to spread the wealth, which makes him even that much more difficult to defend because now it's not just Hill, it's now it's Juju Smith, or now it's Nicole Hardman, and now it's you know this and that, and then now it's, they got a running game in Isaiah Pacheco because they they invested in the offensive line after getting the tail wax in the Super Bowl against the against the Bucks and said you know what let's let's correct this, keep Mahomes upright, and they 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 just made the the right moves to get back on top. And we saw what happened. I mean, people were kind of sleeping on him a little bit this year, saying, oh, it would have made it, you know, losing Hill is going to hurt them. Well, no, yeah. they still had Pat Mahomes. They still have, you know, one of the greatest offensive-minded head coaches in the NFL, probably going to be a, a Hall of Fame uh, head coach as soon as he retires. And so they, they they just picked up where they left off, and, and they're just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than they've been before. So, yeah, man, the Bills, the Bills uh, can't get too comfortable, you know. And I like with the point that you made earlier about Josh Allen, like he's – he he kind of covers a whole lot, right? And I think I think uh, us as as fans, we've kind of been so enamored with the skill set of Josh Allen and just kind of his his invincibility, so to speak, that we've 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 neglected to see the shortcomings of the team. And uh, all it takes is for one team <laughs> to expose your weakness, uh, and 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 for us to be sitting here questioning like what happened in the playoffs or why, why did we lose? Well, you know, here it is: Josh Allen can't do it all by himself. This team has some 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 shortcomings. They have to get better in some areas, uh, which I look forward to doing. Hopefully, this this offseason, man. And let us be clear: it's not like the Bills haven't done exactly what we're talking about. They have. It's just that they're in the position now, where what's done is done. You're only as good as your next at bat. They have done yeah. enough to build their team up into one that is the hunted, the team that is considered to be the favorite. They are again going into this year, or at least what you know, depending on where you look, one or two, as far as the Super Bowl is concerned. They are. There, the point being driven home is the situation that currently faces them is that if they do as much, if they so much as just stay exactly where they're at, which you'd think, oh, a 13 and three year divisional playoff, uh, you know, appearance again, a home divisional playoff game, a divisional championship or a divisional champion again. Like, yeah, it, it all seems well and good, especially based on what we've been conditioned to see throughout, you know, the years here. Mm-hmm. But we saw on full display on full display that it was not nearly as good as the record indicated. And we also saw the blatant gap in talent, I think in production out on the field, as you watch the playoffs progress, because you all watched that Super Bowl, and you saw what was out on that field. And the bills did not have that type of juice that the Eagles and the chiefs had at all, probably post bye week against the green Bay Packers. So all we're saying is now is we know the bills are capable of it, but if they don't find a way to tweak the things necessary in order to get back to the fine-tuned machine that I think was really humming two mm-hmm. years ago. There's going to be teams like the Jets in this situation, right? Like the Jaguars, where you can't fathom it, but all of a sudden you blink, and there they are. So the reason we're talking about the Jets, and of course the reason we're talking about these other teams is because these are the teams that are actively looking to make big moves as we head into the start yeah. of the league year. The biggest domino uh, in the quarterback market, or the first domino, rather, in the offseason quarterback market, which should be crazy, by the way. I mean, let's be real here. We got we got a lot of guys that may, maybe fly under the radar, but they're going to be shifting. Uh, they're going to be shifting locations. Uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo, perfect example. Aaron Rodgers, potentially he could be moving. The Lamar Jackson situation continues to get weirder by the day. What I have been reading up on as of the last few hours is that the Baltimore Ravens are expected to franchise tag Lamar Jackson 
tomorrow. Tomorrow is the franchise tag deadline. However, the big question is, are they going to do a unrestricted or restricted franchise tag? And the difference is the restricted means nobody else can, can offer the same amount of money or more as the Baltimore Ravens and acquire Lamar Jackson. So if they mm. offer him a restricted uh, franchise tag, that means Lamar Jackson will remain a Baltimore Bank, uh, Baltimore Raven for at least the coming season. However, if they put him under an unrestricted franchise tag, that means back to the Jets again. And this is another situation that I even don't even think about because I often I was thinking about Derek Carr and I was thinking about Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson is another situation that I have heard, of course, go through the grapevine because the Jets are quarterback needy and Lamar Jackson has had the relationship he's had with this front office for the last two years that has not been going in the right direction. We will find out tomorrow exactly where that's heading, but that is another situation that could potentially wind up coming to the light. Lamar Jackson being in this division. We have no idea. That's we what we're heading into. Not, we do that's not crazy. want Lamar Jackson in the East, man. We we don't want him. We we don't want I, to see him in the East. And I get it. We've 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 beaten him, you know, in, in against the Ravens or whatever. But man, look. It's a different beast, man. Even 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 if they decide, let's, I mean, let's just throw out. I mean, hypothetically, right? I mean, I don't know how 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 true this is, but him him to the Dolphins. You know what I'm saying? If they're not if they're concerned with the Tua situation, I mean that that's that's dangerous. You know, the Jets with their weapons because see they have wide receivers where he didn't have wide receivers in in, in Baltimore. It was just it was just Mark Andrews, and that was it. So you give him weapons, uh, uh, wide receiving weapons, plus a running game, plus him. It, it's going to be dangerous. So we have to watch out for that. Well, and I also like to I also like to reference points like this too when they come up because these are the little things that I think we might take for granted as we move along here under the Josh Allen era. You know, Lamar Jackson has an MVP, and whether you think he was or wasn't the MVP, whether you think he's a great quarterback, I mean, he is. But whether you have your people always have a hot take on Lamar. I don't get it, but they always do. But either mm -hmm. way, Lamar Jackson has an MVP, right? And. He is currently in a contract, an ongoing two-year contract battle that could end with him not being with the Baltimore Ravens. So when you talk about the Bills need to tweak this, the Bills need to get better there, it's, it's, it's moments like this where I do get a sense of calmness because it could be so much worse. You see the turnover at this position every year. I, I yeah. heard the other day, I think it was on Coward, on average every year, seven, seven head coaches – lose their job or switch jobs. So every four years, nearly the entire league turns over at the head coaching position. And I don't, I don't even know what the stat is for quarterbacks, but it has to be nearly the same number. Mm. So when you think about a situation like Lamar Jackson, which this, it should never have gotten to this point to begin with. These are the moments where you think about what the bills need to improve on. You think about the way things are going, but you also take a step back and say, Hey, at least we got the biggest piece of the pie locked down we just got to yeah. cash in around it. Thank right. God a situation like this is not one that we have to go through because, Rev, even when the Bills sucked, they still never had to go through anything like this. They just never had a quarterback any worthy of having to, to battle for. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine being right. a Ravens fan tonight. Like, tonight's the oh, night be you go sick. to you wake up tomorrow and you find out whether or not Lamar Jackson is going to be locked in as a Raven. I'm telling you this right now. If they if they offer him an unrestricted free agent contract tomorrow, He's there gone. is going to be a team, and I very well think it could be the Jets, that offer him the same amount of money, if not more, and will definitely offer him more guaranteed money, which is what he wants. And it's crazy to think that he oh is gosh. in that situation. When you really get down to it, you know, it's Lamar Jackson. It's not Baker Mayfield. It's not Sam Darnold. It's nuts.
So these are the moments where you talk about, you scrutinize the bills and you talk about these things. And of course we do that because you have to, they're, they're to be scrutinized, but you also, and I always say this on here, you always have to look at both sides of the coin because we know better than anybody. It can always be way worse. And right now for a lot of these teams, it's bad. And a one team that it shouldn't is. be bad or it currently is. And you just, you know, when you, when next time you want to complain and bitch about being or, you know, bitch about whatever, we're always going to do it. But always keep in mind that, you know, the situation that nobody thought would work with Josh Allen wound up working. And the situation that, you know, was up in the air with Lamar Jackson worked even better off the off the jump than anybody could have imagined. And the fact that this is coming to where it is now is wild. And that's one of the bigger, I think the biggest aspect out of this week. To me, I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers and I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. I know it's got nothing to do with the Bills internally. But it's got a lot to do with the league, and I guarantee you it's got a lot to do with the conference that the Bills are going to be competing to win uh, to win this season. Yeah, and the AFC is, just, is, is already loaded. So, you know, let's, 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 let's hope it doesn't get any more competitive than it already is because the NFC seems like a cakewalk, right? I mean, it seems like so easy. Um, but the AFC, man, is, is, it really is a gauntlet when you look at the quarterbacks in there, and then you, you could only be adding potentially another Hall of Fame quarterback in there. Don't sleep yeah. on Aaron Rodgers, man. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely going to see. Um, I, I can't – I'm so glad, right? I, I'm glad, like, like, like you had mentioned, that we have Josh Allen secured because we have been down this hole for so many years, right? And we finally got the guy and we got him locked up. So as long as we have Allen, we're, we're okay. We're, we're, we're going to be competitive, right? It's just the other pieces that we have to make sure we're able to, to remain intact and keep them together. And even keep some guys, uh, some guys happy, you know. And the reason why I mentioned this, Zbot, is because man, uh, Richard Pierce comes in with the super chat, yes, and he mentions this, uh, and I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm like, you know, there's there's been some talk, you know, some chatter on Twitter here uh, uh, recently, man, about my man Stephon Diggs, and uh, Richard Pierce goes on, he says, yo, regardless of what side of the dig stuff you're on, can we at least agree that it's becoming a distraction? Now. I'm not too sure how you feel about it, but um, I, I want to know your thoughts, man. Uh, yeah. Because uh, we know there, there's been some talk about Stefan Diggs and his social media things going on right now. Uh, uh, word on the street is, you know, he's he's you know been talking. I mean, we, you know, his brother's been been trying to get him to the Cowboys and talking about that. And then you've got Stefan Diggs apparently has has uh, removed all of. I mean, he stopped following the Bills and and removed all of his Buffalo Bills stuff, you know, on his on his IG account. And now he's followed the the Cowboys. It's, it seems like it's it's some. I don't know, man. It, it could, I don't know how serious we should look into this or not, but it nevertheless, man, it, it's kind of created a buzz uh, within, especially Bill's Mafia. And I'm curious to know what your what your thoughts on on the whole Diggs situation right now. Well, shout out to Richard because it's a good topic to bring up. It's one I didn't even really think to bring up tonight. And you want to know why? It's because you want to know what side I'm on. I'm on no side. I don't pay attention to this. To me, yeah. this is the stupidest shit of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even want to know. You want to know what well, where where these sides were created? They were created by the fan base. They were created by us, and we don't even realize it. Nothing's going on. Of course, Stephon Diggs' brother wants him to go play with him. Who that? What whose brother? You don't think Travis Kelsey tonight wants Jason Kelsey snapping the ball for Kansas City? Or you yeah, don't think that, love it. that vice versa? You don't think that that Jason Kelsey would do anything to have Travis Kelsey on that Eagles raw? I mean, give me a break. I mean, that's of course. If my if I was in the NFL, I mean, the Watts, the Watts, they would yeah. play together at the end there when 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 JJ was thinking about going to a, you know, when he was switching teams from Houston and inevitably wound up going to Arizona. Right. That was in talks there. That's obvious. 
And of course they're having fun with that on social media. They are two brothers in the NFL. I mean, that is like the most, that is the biggest anomaly yeah. ever. You have two, bro- I mean, that stuff blows my mind. The fact that there's that many brothers in the NFL, because I think that is the craziest thing. I mean, imagine being a parent and like, like the Kelsey mom situation was just extraordinarily nuts to me. Mm. But anyway, you know, you, I'm sure a lot of you have siblings or whatever. Like imagine it's your sibling. Like you wouldn't want to play for the bills with your sibling. I mean, think about that. Say that out loud. Yeah. Right. When you're talking about certain things. Put yourself in the shoes of that person. I did this with Poyer last week. People want to get all offended by the fact that Jordan Poyer brought up state taxes. It is a fair point it's, to bring up this man's truth, man. career. <laughs> it, it, the New York state taxes are one of the highest in the country. God forbid he referenced the fact that he wants to go to Miami where the weather and atmosphere is infinitely better and there's no state taxes. I'm not, there's no denouncing one team or the right. other. I'm just saying, think about your own personal situation for a second and say it out loud. Does that not sound appealing? Yeah. If you had right. the opportunity to choose simply put back to this situation, <laughs> if you had the opportunity to play with play your, with your brother, brother, you probably would, but that's not, it's not like there's an opportunity here. It's not like Diggs is on no. the chopping block. No, and it's not, not like, and, it, and I, I think it was Bob you put it up on our Instagram today. I understand the point. There's people who look at the, and I understand this point. And this has got nothing to do with Diggs and his brother. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with the fact that Stefan Diggs, you know, believe it or not, is getting older. And there's going mm-hmm. to come a time where he's not going to be your solidified one. And the Bills have yet to find another guy who's even remotely close to a suitor for him, let alone a companion to him, right? Yeah. I think right. people look at the situation with Diggs and, and they say, I, I almost feel like we need to get the biggest juice out of the squeeze here before we get to a point where we have no wide receiver at all. I understand the mm-hmm. sentiment to some degree, but at the same time, if you even considered getting rid of Diggs, I mean, I, that, once again, say it out loud. You couldn't <laughs> throw the ball to anybody else but Diggs this year. If Diggs isn't on the team, who's throw, who are you throwing the ball to? Josh Nobody. Allen. Josh Allen's got to put a yo-yo string on the ball and throw it to himself and bring it back in like <laughs> Spider-Man on the field. You can't do that. So it's not happening. And and no, if anybody looks into the dig situation, I'm pretty sure he unfollows all Bill's media. And I'm pretty sure he deletes, I think he deletes his pictures every year. Isn't that a known thing? These guys just do that. Players do it. Yeah. And you want to know another thing I want to know? Who's Who's checking that? Who's I'm laying saying, there? Like, like, who saying, has a time to go in there sure and just Diggs is still following the bills real quick? Yeah. What? And they have fun with it too. I mean, they're like, you know, here's nah, you want to take my advice here, right? It's not a problem. It won't. It, you will not. You will not. Like, you want to know how I felt going into the show tonight? Stephon Diggs is a Buffalo Bill, and there's nothing else to it. That's how I went into it. Yep. Yep. If you look into that stuff and you think into the fact that he follows the Cowboys for some reason, or you think into the fact that somebody made a fan at it of the two brothers that I, on the same team, crazy, yeah. right? If you look yeah. into that and think, oh, Diggs must want to leave, it, that is not that is not the no. case. No. And he's not going anywhere. It's not like it's no, not no. these other situations are different because players have a choice. You know, Jordan Poyer has a choice. J.J. Watt right. had a choice. Diggs doesn't have a choice right now. It, it, it's, bills, it's, it's not physically possible. Yes, now, it's not physically possible for the Bills right now anyway. The dead cat. And I'm telling you. It's ridiculous. What scenario on earth does Brandon Bean say, yep, sign it, because we're better now if we move? I mean, what, what scenario? 
There isn't a single one. There is none. I mean, unless there someone decided to pack it. I mean, the only way you could you the only way you could justify it is essentially the exact same way that the the Vikings justified it with Diggs. A one-on-one oh, yeah. for a guy that you think is legitimately as good, if not better, and that just happened to be the exact qu- the exact scenario. And they lucked mm-hmm. out. I mean, yeah, they took an they, they, absolute gamble on Justin Jefferson. No one knew he was going to be the best wide receiver in the league. So unless right, you have and, that situation mapped out in front of you, Rev, I mean, and, I'll tell you this right now. Rev, there's a better chance. There's a better chance of me. There's a better chance of me having a six-pack have six pack abs, not a six pack of uh, Mike's heart, but a six, <laughs> a six pack of abs at the Bills tailgate, September 27th. Then there is Stefan Diggs not being on this team. And I'll tell you this right now I haven't seen my abs once in my whole life. Okay. It ain't happening. Now, I love the fact that this, this was brought funny. up because this is the shitty part yeah, about social media. In the, and I know, I don't know how many, m- much. You know, people follow other sports in here. I'm not a huge NBA guy. I I really can't stand it because I can't stand how character driven it is. That's what makes the NFL so great. It is a Mm -hmm. team sport through and through. And you see that Josh Allen is as good as it gets. It still does not matter. You still have to have the guys around you. And even then, it's not good enough sometimes. But you see a guy like John Morant, right, who's got it all. Multi-millionaire, one of the best basketball players in the entire league. And you know he's flying he's flying a gun on Instagram live. And I know it's a completely different situation, but what I'm saying is it's it's the aspects of the internet and the way that it's utilized amongst the fan base, amongst these players at times. It it only it, it really seems to just cause more problems the more you allow yourself to get involved with it. So mm-hmm. I only get involved with it unless it's like if it's a story. Like if I hear oh, you know Derrick Henry, which we'll get to in a second, you know, Derrick Henry, that's developing. Of course, you're going to look into that. But if you're looking into, like, Stefan Diggs' followers and his posts. There's nothing there, man. Like, I mean, I just said that out loud. Once again, we got to go back to the saying out loud thing. Say it out loud. Yeah, I'm going to go look at Stefan Diggs' Instagram followers and posts and then see if he still loves my bills. If he's still, like, yeah, if he's still following the bills. Like, let me go check on that. I don't know. what, And I do I do agree with people who, who think it's weird because I do. I think it's weird. I have pictures on my Instagram from, like, 2011. So I yeah. never thought to go, oh, like, let me go refresh the year real quick. Isn't the whole point to, like, leave the photos up to, for memories? Yeah. But, hey, Stefan Diggs is probably doing a little bit better at life than I am right now. So I just <laughs> don't know if I should judge him on, on his Instagram choices because who the hell cares, right? They, they, How do you yeah, feel man, about it, Rev? just off of that no, for 20 man, minutes. Like, but the reason I did, nothing. though, Rev, is because, is because I want to emphasize these problems don't exist if you don't allow them to, because I promise you they're not real. They're only real because you go on Twitter and you'll have 50% of the people thinking there's a problem with it. And then you'll have the other 50% of the people arguing with those people. And then you don't even realize that both sides manufactured something that wasn't even there to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we don't even need to continue talking about it, man. Like Diggs is, he ain't going anywhere. Okay. He ain't going anywhere. Diggs is going to be here. Is he he frustrated? I mean, I'm at, Who's wide receiver two? Isaiah McKenzie? If Diggs left, the Bills would not make the playoffs. They they wouldn't. Oh. They would not. Think about that. You want to know what would happen. And and what would happen is Josh Allen, the the injury, the the risk of injury would would increase infinitely skyrocket. I mean, because he would have to, you think he's doing it all now. I want you to think back to the not so distant. Past 
when our wide receiver one was Calvin Benjamin, okay? Mm. We saw what that was like. It would be a it would be a, a slightly enhanced version of that if Stephon Diggs left. And Brandon oh, Bean wouldn't be worth a bag of beans, no pun intended, if there yeah. was anything that happened over the next several months that allowed that to happen. There so. is no way. No way. Okay, so we can we we can we can put that to bed. Okay. Yes. And, and not not oh. even worry about that. Uh, Leave it alone. So but, yes. but what's the real thing that's happened? But what's what's a legit storyline that we can follow and, and and dive into is the potential of the king yes. coming to Buffalo. Yeah, so let's get into that, Rob. Before we do, real quick, I just want to summarize for those who might not have been in the complete loop today because a lot of other things did happen that, once again, you know, in this league, and this is the beauty of the NFL, yeah. there's so many big moves that happen that they they often overshadow the little, the little moves that are also big. Like, for instance, Geno Smith. Geno Smith bag, signs man. a contract, a bag. I want you to think about this, too, when you talk about Brandon Bean for a second, you're like, oh, is he going to lose to Diggs? Okay. Geno Smith is making $52 million this season. The other story out today is it's very likely that tomorrow Daniel Jones is going to sign a $45 million contract <laughs> with the New York Giants. Okay? That's, that's ridiculous to think about. Man. These are things happening right now. These oh, are happening right now. I, it's I can't. absolutely insane but rev and this is back to the point earlier there's a difference between the scenario where the ravens and the and lamar have right where they're mm -hmm. it's just it's just uh there's adversity there between the sides there's a difference between that and the purgatory that for instance the giants are in daniel jones yeah. goes out and has the best year of his career which let's be frank it still wasn't all that great you win a playoff game, which they hadn't done in nearly a decade, and it's contract time. And now you're <laughs> now you're stuck because either we pay him or we start all over again, and nobody wants to do that because we've been one of the worst teams in the league the last decade. Now they're going to have to pay him near market value. He'll be making nearly as much money as Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes will be. Say that out loud. Geno Smith, the exact <laughs> same situation. The exact same, it's the exact same thing for the most part. It's just that Geno Smith's older. So once again, well, it's just another it. one of those things. Just bite your tongue sometimes yeah. when you think about the way it could be, man, because it's crazy. Think about this. Daniel Jones, last year, okay? <laughs> this is crazy, man. Daniel Jones threw for 3,200 yards, okay? 3,200 yards. Guess the amount of touchdowns. touchdowns. He had 15, 15 touchdowns. Yeah. 15 yeah. touchdowns. I think and, Patrick Mahomes and, and had 15 have, touchdowns in four games at one point throughout the season. I mean, they it, have, but, dude, and they're talking about him getting signing for $40 million. Look, look, I, I put a, I, I put this out on, on Twitter. I tweeted this uh, a couple of days ago because, and I'm like, yo, Joe Shane, come on, man. Like, like he was, he was brought up in, in, in the school of bean. And I'm like, bro, I was having this conversation today, Rev, with my, my Giants buddy. Like, there, there's no way Joe, Joe, like, like, dude, Daniel Jones is an what average do best do? maybe what quarterback. What do you do? I would be willing. Okay, look, this this is reminiscent of the Bills uh, 2018. They made the playoffs one year with Tyrod Taylor and then blew the thing up, you know what I'm saying, the following year and was able to, to find him a quarterback. If I am the Giants, there's no way in the heck I'm paying Daniel Jones $40 million. 
No way. Well, I see, would this be- is where the Lamar situation gets interesting to me because if they yeah. give him the unrestricted agency tag tomorrow, how do the Giants not say, or how do the Giants not just say, oh, the money we'll give to Daniel Jones, we'll just bump that up would, a bit and give it to Lamar. Lamar and Saquon Lamar. in the backfield. I would give it to Abel. Lamar hands down. Yes. And I said this about Daniel Jones. I was like, look, look, Daniel Jones is not worth anywhere near the 40 or $45 million that, that he's trying to get. And so this, this, this was, this was my thinking. I was like, look, this is what I think is going on because he got new representation too. I'm like, they, I think they threw that, that number out there uh, to force the giants to tag him at $32 million because according to spot track, his his market value, his annual average salary is only twenty six million dollars. That doesn't exist so, anymore. It doesn't. Yeah, ever but, since but, Tom Brady left the, the Patriots, it was over because he always kept the market down because he never took the top dollar. Yes, the market was suppressed for like twenty. People don't realize this. No Rev, they are going to thirty for thirty on what they're going to do here because this is what happened. Tom Brady took a team friendly deal for quite literally. Nearly two decades with New England. Never, yeah. I think he was the highest paid quarterback in the league for like a year, a year or two in the in the in the late 2010s, in the early 2010s, or something like that. Okay. That that was a whole other situation. What they're really gonna dissect as we see the repercussions here is the impact that the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson had on this league. They have yeah, they, absolutely they they have absolutely put the quarterback market in a blender, and that is why everybody hates the ownership of the Cleveland Browns, and rightfully so. And that's why Lamar yeah. Jackson and I got and listen, I'm not going to dog Lamar Jackson. The guy's already had multiple injuries. They've ran him more than any quarterbacks ever ran in the history of the game, essentially through this point of his career. I'd want the top dollar too. I'd want the top dollar too. And it's not my fault that Sean Watson got that money. You paid him, and that's where the market's at. And that's why yeah. when the market goes so high for a guy like Deshaun Watson, right? Even when it comes down a bit, the market value disappears because you have to be able to pay Daniel Jones or Geno Smith because if you don't, then you go from – there's a big difference, Rev, between having a, a slightly above-average quarterback to having, um, you know – Blake Bortles, or, or or not even that's not even a good example. I'm trying to think about yeah. uh, like having um you know uh, Sam Darnold. I guess there's a difference yeah. between a Sam. Believe it or not, there's a difference between a Sam Darnold. There's a difference between a Sam Darnold and a Daniel Jones, because I think that and it's very marginal. But if I and and this is just goes to show you, if mm. Sam Darnold had won a playoff game, for instance, with the Jets, it'd be the same thing. This would happen. This would happen. Because as an organization, yeah. you get to a point where you have a certain amount of success and you can't sell the fact that you're walking away from it. You can't sell it. How would you sell to the fan base right now after the best year you've had in over a decade that you're moving on from the guy who had the best season of his career thus far that you drafted to be your franchise guy? You can't sell it. Even though the majority of people know that it's probably the right move. You can't sell it. There's so many problems that you can get involved with, but the main point I'm making here, Rev, is the reason this is the way it is to Sean Watson. The whole thing is in an absolute spiral, and it's only going to get yeah, crazier. They, they Carl up. and Justin Herbert's contracts are coming up, and you, well, no, you no, wait those to see guys that. make sense. Now those of guys course. make sense, and, and and what I don't, and this is what I hate about about or NFL organizations or or GMs or owners is that and is is that they feel the need. Well, it's not a, not even really them. 
it's 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 the players. Like every quarterback that that hits the free agent market, they feel the need to reset the market, regardless of of where they stand in the rankings. It doesn't matter if if they're if they're you know number one or number two or or, or number twenty rank. If they're the twentieth ranked quarterback and they come available, they feel like they need to be the first the, the highest paid quarterback in the national football league which is yeah. absurd to me and i get it teams are desperate for quarterbacks well, for franchise we, don't quarterbacks. Know we have it i get it the no, chief, we don't. Chiefs we're, fans we're and Bills fans mutually alike patrick mahomes should if, if he demanded a billion dollars how do you say no to it you give it to him Let's say for instance you had the ability because <laughs> they paid him a half a billion so what the hell's yeah. the difference but say yeah. patrick mahomes came in and he demanded a 15-year contract, something we've never heard of in a million years. And he demanded a billion dollars or he demanded stake in the in the ownership of the team. I mean, honest to God, <laughs> that's the one guy you really, you really could not say no to it, right? You couldn't. Yes. Yeah. You got Josh Allen right. and Patrick Mahomes, the probably the two best quarterbacks in the league right now, arguably. You can shift them around. I don't care. We've been over this a million times. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is not only do you have that, you got two guys that that they care just as much, if not more, about winning than they do about the dollar amount. They know that the money's going to be there. They're going to do what it takes to win. Patrick Mahomes is already doing it. You're watching it. You're watching it. Patrick right. Mahomes, right. is al- he's already pushed the money to the back burner. He-, he really hasn't made the amount of money that we know it should probably be already be you know in his bank account. The same can be said for Josh Allen. And these will continuously get restructured. They'll do that. But there's guys mm-hmm. who won't do that. And back to the point we were making earlier about Poyer Rev, you can't blame these guys if they're in it for the money or whatever. And they want the top, if they want the top dollar, I cannot blame them for that. I just say as a Bills fan and as Chiefs fan, I see some in here. We don't know how lucky we got it. All I'm saying. Extremely lucky, (laughs) extremely lucky because I tell you what, I mean, like the chiefs with Alex Smith, that was who they had before they, before they got Pat Mahomes. Bills, you know what we had before then. You know what I'm saying? So we 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 got lucky. We hit on the draft picks, and here we are. But you know, we could be the New York Giants about to have to pay Daniel Jones forty million dollars. That's, that's ridiculous. They have Tyrod Taylor, by the way, on their roster. And uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned Sam Darnold. I would be I, I, I would be Tyrod. okay. I would be okay with I do too. I'd be okay with letting Daniel walk and then going with Tyrod and picking up Sam Darnold. I would be perfectly Tyrod. fine with that. It's amazing. It feels like another life ago, but I was like the biggest Tyrod fan. I never had a bad thing to say about him. I just Tyrod was great, man. Always well. I don't know. I don't even know why. He was was a great guy. I I I stand by this, and I always will. He threw one of the prettiest deep balls I've ever seen in my life. He did when he He when he put it down on a dime. I don't know. It was something about his release, and he was so fluid, and he had like the body type. Yeah, it was uh almost. It was almost like. Because you know how Allen's huge and it just looks like he can do that. It was something about Tyrod where it just looked like it was, I don't know. It was, it was just, it was kind of like Russell Wilson in a way when he, when he mm-hmm. was obviously wasn't Russell Wilson, but when Tyrod put it on the money, gorgeous. But hey, listen, I can't believe what we're talking about. I don't even know what, I don't even know what we're talking about. We have a lot more to get to. I know we had a, the, the, the reason I wanted to get in on all that, Rev, is because this is the reason why. It's worth getting into. There's so much to talk about when it comes to these quarterbacks now. And we haven't even touched on the fact that the draft is going to be a frenzy. Chicago is going to trade that number one overall pick. God Mm -hmm. knows who's going to wind up going up to get it. And then God knows how much shifting there's going to be. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about a certain situation right now in this draft where we could see numerous quarterbacks go. In the, in the top 10, as, as we typically expect by now. But not only that, next year's draft is even better 
or it's considered to be even better at the quarterback position. And you could argue almost half the league right now is in search of a quarterback. And that's not including the rest of the guys that are cycling around the market right now. And they're big names. And we're just, Mm -hmm. we're kind of putting it all out there because um, there is a lot that is going to unfold in this offseason. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome to watch. And one of the things we are going to be watching out for, and this is where it gets interesting because not, not that I think this happens. I highly doubt it happens. I don't see how it could, but it, it sparks up the conversation once again that's been being had prior to the fact that Derrick Henry today was announced to be put up for, you know, put up for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're, they're shopping him. The Tennessee Titans are shopping Derrick Henry. I think people thought that that would be a potential situation that would occur. And of course, it is now the reality. I don't see that in the cards for Buffalo, even though, of course, we all do that. Every time there's a big name that is free, we all want to get all over it, especially thinking about the fact. I mean, the thought, Rev, of two of the most destructive human beings with the football would be in the backfield, and Josh Allen and Derrick Henry is one hell of a thought to have. Don't see it happening, but I wanted to get into this with you tonight because it's not so much Derrick Henry that a lot of people have been talking about, but all of a sudden, just when you thought, and then we do this, and, and this is becoming the routine now. And I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. I feel like it's hard not to. This is now the third or fourth year in a row where everybody all year long says, nope, no running back. I don't want to do running back. It's a waste of a pick. I don't want to take one that high. And then we get to March and all of a sudden, ooh, I don't know. That's looking pretty good. Are we going to do it? And right now, all of a sudden, I've been hearing uh, – Bijan, is it Bijan? That's how you pronounce it, right? Oh, Bijan, yeah, uh huh, yeah, Bijan, Bijan, Bijan Johnson or Bijan Robinson, excuse me. Yeah, his his uh, his pro or his uh, combine was just as good as his play on the field for Texas, and he was an extraordinary running back mm. in college. His grade coming out of the combine here was was off the charts, and all of a sudden now I'm seeing that all over social media for Buffalo, and. I wanted to talk to you about it because I know that you were kind of, you know, you were given your perspective on it and trying to make it, um, you know, trying to give the perspective of why maybe that is the case. But before I mm-hmm. let you give your side, I just want to pose the question. How in the hell, after the conversation we were just having not all that long ago here about the Bills needing to tweak X, Y, and Z, right? The wide receiver position potentially having to replace multiple starters on the defensive side of things, Mm. the offensive line, which is in my opinion, the biggest issue right now. Mm. How do you go running back after you take multiple running backs in the draft over the last several seasons, including James cook in early round two last year, who you barely utilized until halfway through the year where I think he was really starting to come on and showing a ton of promise. I leave you with that because I understand Bijan Robinson, he could be the next whatever, right? But with the needs the Bills currently have, are they in a position to take the number one pick and put it on a running back and not invest it somewhere else that could potentially impact the team in a, in a greater way in the window in which they're currently in that we know, Rev, it's closing by the minute. I mean, it's just the reality. I am so glad. <laughs> that you just set me Water up right, right here for this for this conversation. Okay. I have been on this 
running back in round one train for a while. Check the receipts. We can go back to last year. I was on the Brees Hall train big time last year. Year prior, I was on it with Travis. I felt like you were getting paid to pump him, by the way. It felt like BF was getting paid to pump him. That's all all we talked about for like three months at one point. Yeah. I, I look here. Here's here's why I like the idea. Okay, uh, there, there's so, there's so so many reasons, but let me let me let me let me try to let me try to parse through it here. So we know that Bean, Sean McDermott, and them are trying to protect Josh Allen. They've been wanting to protect him. Go, I mean, go back to last year. Sean McDermott mentioned it at the at the combine press conference, saying that this is when they they added Aaron Cromer to the roster, and this is just when they hired Ken Dorsey. They were saying that they wanted to rebrand themselves offensively and wanted to protect Josh Allen, especially even from himself, right? Because we know that he was running the ball quite a bit last year. Okay, and so one way you do that is up front, the offensive line, right? You you protect him offensively, right? I mean, up, up front through the offensive line. Another way you protect him is by having a legitimate running back or ground game behind him to where he is not having to carry the load so much. Now, when I said that last year, last offseason, before the year, last offseason, so many Bills fans were heated and they were up in arms about that. Rev, how can you possibly take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands? He is the best weapon that we have on offense if you take the ball out of his hands, you're crazy. The offense is going to be bad, this and that and the other. And I'm like, look, Josh Allen is not Superman. He needs help. He cannot continue to do it by himself. Give him a running game to where teams have to respect the running game by bringing people up or even making a decision to either come up into the box to defend the run, right? And if they do that, then they have to worry about Stephon Diggs getting beat outside, Right. And then you had Josh Allen running the ball too. Or if they decide, you know what, we're going to try to cover Stefan Diggs, well, then you've got an elite running back behind you that you have to t- take account right. for too. Time out. Time out. You keep referencing the lack of an elite running back. Why, why can't James Cook be that? There is no way we know that he even – there's no way we know what, what, what he is. What he showed on the field when he was given the very limited opportunity to do so, I liked what I saw. I like and what I'm I saw from James Rev, Cook. I'm wondering, yeah. Rev, I get what you're saying. Nobody wants a, a, a stout run game more than me. But mm. why, why bail on it in the first round after you take him in the second round and you still barely found out what you have in him? That's where I'm questioning well, the whole thing. Well, James Cook was never a bell cow back to begin with. He was never that type of running back that. coming out of college. He was. He was never that. But you, you want, you want to have. You're saying a they, they need that. You're talking about a guy. I'm I'm, I'm talking about yes. I'm talking about having a guy that where you can rely on. You Josh Allen does not have to run the ball as much as himself. He doesn't have to 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 feel the need to have to carry the team. He can turn around, hand the ball off to a guy, um, give the ball, give give him twenty touches a game. Whether it's you know uh, uh, handoffs or or it's a combination of that and in the pass game, give that guy that much uh, attempts to ease the pressure off of himself. James Cook's slight guy, very, very light. He's not a big guy. He's 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 very he's very small. He's he's in fact he's smaller than than, than Motor Singletary was. Okay, uh, when you look at at his weight. Now, granted, he has some skills, but he's never he's never been a bell cow guy. He wasn't that guy in Georgia, and it's hard to expect him to be that guy in Buffalo. And so, what I'm saying is this: um, 
you're, they're gonna they're gonna bring in a guy because they want they they want that that running back by committee. It doesn't even matter if you have a guy. Look look at the Cowboys with Zeke Elliott, and now they have Zeke and Tony Pollard. You you still have Tony you still Pollard want a guy, tag, right? Franchise well, tag yeah. exactly. So you you want a guy. I mean, go go to the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb is a bell cow back. You're right. So you right. you want Hold you on. want a guy. I need to say this because I need to say this. The two running backs in the Super Bowl round were Isaiah Pacheco and Miles Sanders, two of the smaller running backs in the league. I I get what you're saying. I totally well, do. Well, well, the Eagles Most they, teams do not have this though, Rev. And those that do, like the Browns, who gives a shit? They blow. Right? But they don't have the quarterback. You see what I'm saying? Like so, 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 so. What I'm saying is, is you, you giving? It's, it's all about weaponry here. Let, let, let me, let me, let me, let me put it this way. So, first of all, Bijan Robinson is not just another running back. Okay, he, he is by, by far. He, he is, he is a generational prospect at the running back position to come out, uh, to come out uh, in the draft. He is um, on par to be one of, of, of the best running back prospects ever to come out. In a very, very long time, a very long time. The, the, the guys, what he did in college is, is remarkable. His skill set is fantastic. It's like a, it's, it's like a one in a lifetime type of back. We're talking about possibly like on Adrian Peterson type of level coming out of college. Like like that guy is he is that elite. OK, it's a weapon. Brandon Bean said it himself in the combine. Like, and I, I don't profess to, to, to know more than Bean. He's a general manager. He said, of course you can draft a running back in round one. You know, and look, look at Christian McCaffrey. Look at look at look at these other guys. Uh Saquon Barkley. He was a part of the Christian McCaffrey guy, you know, when they drafted him. Um, but but here's here's the thing, and I think this is where Bills fans get caught up. They look at at, at these examples and they say, Well, the Bills can't do that. Well, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, these guys like that, they were drafted in the top 10. Right, top five. Saquon Barkley right? is one of the worst draft okay. picks in my life. Okay, top top five draft pick. Okay, talent wise, phenomenal. I would not draft him in the top five. Okay, but if you look at the Bills where they're drafting right now, they're drafting at twenty seven, and they have talent around them. They have an elite quarterback. They have an elite wide receiver. They have talent. Getting a guy like Bijan, if he were to fall that far, which I do not think is going to happen anyway, so this point may be moot. Regardless, but if he were to fall, a guy like that at 27 is not the same as getting him at, at five. Okay, we're talking about late first round, which might as well be an early second round pick. I will do that. And he's an offensive, he's an offensive weapon that this team needs. If you think that the, okay, let's just talk about this now. Also, people talk about how the need for a wide receiver, too. Well, first and foremost, that's likely not going to happen because Brandon Bean is so pumping up Gabe Davis right now. Now, it could be smoke. It's not happening. He's, 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 he's not going to give up on Gabe Davis. He's not. He, 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 he well, they're they're going to go wide receiver, but they're not going to go in round one. I, I don't see it. I don't see no. it happening. And, 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 and so he's not going to give up on him. And he said it himself. Brandon Bean said it himself that, that Gabe Davis last year was his first year being the number one, quote unquote, number two wide receiver, right? Coming from what he, from where he was previous, it was his first year doing that. He's only going to get better. He trusts him, blah, 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 blah. Right. And so if he draft a wide receiver, like many people want in round one to, to be this, this wide receiver two, that's not going to happen. Where is he going to slot? in terms of target share on the offense. He's going to come in being a number three. He's going to come in behind Stephon Diggs. He's going to come in behind Gabe Davis, right? And then you've got Dawson Knox. Let's look at these. Let's, let's look at the stats here. 
Gabe Davis as an as, as a legitimate number two in this offense, he had 90 plus targets last year, 93 targets. You think that Brandon Bean is going to just throw him in the trash and say, let's get another guy to be the number two. I don't think anybody's saying that. He's, yeah, but, 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 but well, people people want a wide receiver too. And, they, and, and they're looking like, well, Gabe Davis is not that guy. So let's go ahead and draft one because getting a, a running back is, is, is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. But if you add a wide receiver, his value on the team compared to what Bijan Robinson would add to the team is is is, is it's a gulf in terms of in terms of, of what he can bring to the team on targets. He will be a wide receiver three, but if he add Bijan Robinson right now, he's getting two hundred plus attempts in the year, two hundred plus carries a year. Nobody, no running back, James Cook, not Motor Singletary, nobody has done that. No running back that the Bills have had have eclipsed 200 carries per year since LaShawn McCoy. So does the offensive line magically get better and allow him to do this? An elite running back can't, just like Josh Allen can cover the deficiencies of an offense, an elite running back can cover deficiencies of an offensive line. The Bills' O-line is not terrible. They have they have an issue at guard position. If you plug in a guard from you, – you get rid of Roger Saffold and you bring in a top-quality guard, the Bills' offensive line gets markedly better. Now, granted, you still have issues with Spencer Brown. You may have to get a guy to, to, to push Spencer Brown to compete with him. But if you plug in just that guard position and then you put behind them an elite back like 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 Bijan Robinson, it makes a major difference. Look at Saquon Barkley last year. Are we talking about the Giants having to having having a great offensive line? Their offensive line is not great at all. But yet, and still, but that Saquon was also Barkley, an offense so that had Daniel Jones and their top receiver was Isaiah Hodgins. They had, and they, so everybody had, knew that they were running the ball, and they and he still did a, a very good job running the ball behind a a, a a very bad offensive line that featured John Feliciano, the guy that we let go. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So, so what I'm saying is, if you add a guy like Bijan Robinson, he's not only just and, and here, here here's 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 another point. Don't think that the Bills are all of a sudden going to turn to a, a ground and pound team. I don't think that's going to happen. Bijan Robinson adds value not just as a runner, but even in the past game as well. And you compare him with a guy like James Cook, who is an elite receiving weapon out of the backfield too, with speed. It it brings it it, it brings fear to defensive coordinators because now they look and they say, okay, oh my gosh, they have a speed guy in James Cook, but they have Bijan Robinson in the backfield. Oh, by the way, they have Josh Allen, who's an elite, dangerous runner himself. So what are we going to do? It puts them in conflict. Okay, am I going to sell out to stop and run and, and risk getting beat over the top by Stephon Diggs and whatever other receiver they decide to add? Or am I going to play coverage and risk getting beat by B. John Robinson, the speed of James Cook and Josh Allen? That right there puts defenses in, in, in conflict, and it, and, and it, and it gives – them the offense more weaponry and more 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 ability to be potent than just adding another wide receiver and and going into next year with with a guy like James Cook and Naheem Hines. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just saying like Bijan is that type of a weapon that you just cannot just throw to the side and say we will never draft a running back in round one. I don't care who it is because we're not that kind of team. No, you get a guy like that. I guarantee you, you're gonna you're gonna see value out of his out of, out of him in that position. You watch what it does to Josh Allen and and, and the entire offense. It 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 run it, it goes hand in hand. You have a we've never had that with Josh Allen, so we don't really know what it's gonna look like. You know what I'm saying? So, but if you give him that kind of it's a weapon. Brandon Mean mentioned, man, I want 
offensive weapons. I want a weapon. Uh, he could be a wide receiver. It could be a running back like B. John Robinson. It could be an O-line. It could be anything. It could be a tight end. Weapons is what we need. But B. John Robinson inserted into this team right now will make a huge difference. That's well, why I, I think that made, Rev, like him, man. We'll- and I love the point you made in Mel Kuyper. He completely agrees with him. Mel Kuyper's mock draft right here. And here it is. Buffalo Bills, number 27th pick. Take B. to say. Robinson is a top 10 prospect just based on talent in this draft. But it was tough finding a perfect fit for him. Teams rightly aren't taking running backs in the top 10 anymore, choosing instead to find value in the middle and late rounds. While I agree with that strategy, there comes a point in round one in which it does make sense to snag a running back as talented as Robinson, like you were saying, Rev. And that is here. The Bills could get a complete back. Robinson is stellar between the tackles and has great hands as a pass catcher and a player who can make quarterback for Josh Allen's life easier. This is a way for the Buffalo offense to take the next step. If GM Brandon Bean passes on Robinson, keep an eye on offensive linemen. And that's where I come around to. And I understand the points you're making. I'm not in the camp of wide receiver in round one just because I don't even think it's necessary anymore. There's teams finding... Plenty of starting wide receivers all throughout the draft. And it seems like you can take one in every round and there's going to be a guy who's going to be able to contribute to the team at some point. That's what the wide receiver position has become. And I totally understand what you're saying about uh, Bijan Robinson and his impact on the team. I My question that I pose is, are the Bills are in a position currently to where that would be the biggest need at that pick in order to be able to to capitalize on their current situation. Now, if being things, that's the case. Okay. I just wonder then what was the strategy behind taking James cook and then not, not really incorporating him in the offense until the second half of the season. And even then it was not nearly as much as I thought they would based on when they picked him. And then from there, the offensive line situation, it's not very deep at all in the free agency. Um, pool and then when you talk about the offensive line through the draft are you going to completely try and build that up through later round picks so that's where I am I'm with I'm with the argument that Mel Kuyper is making where I do get what you're saying but I think that the other aspect of it the offensive line situation that to me seems like the most pressing need and it just feels like the one thing that the Bills have not been able to dial in under Josh Allen. And because of that, we've seen a ton of different issues rear their head, and it has not allowed the Bills to be able to run the ball with what they have. Now, maybe what you're talking about potentially elevates that without uh, you know, a completely revamped offensive line. But I also think that the pass game has been hindered because of that. And you know, mm. it's getting to the point where you're going to have to invest one of your top picks into being able to solve that in the current situation you're in. Because as we keep talking about, it continues to, it diminishes year after year, yeah. shit, day after day. And now, now hear, hear me this, because I, I didn't get a chance to say this. I'm not saying um, running back is the number one need on this team. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm just talking about pure value. I, I wholeheartedly yeah, think I that off, offensive line is the number one need. I think the Bills need to address the offensive line. Absolutely. First and foremost. But now, it doesn't necessarily have to come in the draft. They they can do it in free agency. And I, 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 had, a, I had a video um, 
I put up, man, up, 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 on my mama video about what I think that Brandon Bean should do in free agency. You mentioned there not being a, a very deep uh, 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 free agent market for the offensive line. I disagree with you on that. There, there's a couple of players who I have my eyes on in free agency that I think that Brandon Bean could sign and immediately plug in and not just be and, and not be a band-aid band band type of player that we've that we've been accustomed to Brandon Bean adding to the offensive line two players specifically two guards as Ben powers from the, from the, from, from the, from the Baltimore Ravens. And then that's uh, the Nate Davis uh, offensive guard from the Tennessee Titans. Both of those guys are phenomenal guards in the national football league. Both are 26 coming off of their rookie contracts, right? Uh, uh, PFF has them. Uh, uh, their, 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 their average market value is between seven and nine and a half million dollars each. And, and what I what I proposed was Brandon Bean reallocated the resources that he would have used towards bringing in bringing back Jordan Poirier and Tremaine Edmonds and focusing that towards the offensive line and free agency, getting mm. guys like that who are coming off of their rookie contracts who are very good. Very good. These are these. The, the, I'm talking about not middle of the pack, uh, band aid type of offensive linemen. I'm talking about these guys are legit starting offensive linemen who've come from from great teams. Uh, uh, ben Powers, the Ravens, Nate Davis, the Titans. Okay, and, and and trust me, they're not Nate Davis. I know we we probably have you know uh, PTSD from from Roger Saffold and the Titans. Okay, we don't want to have that that same thing again. But but Nate Davis is not Roger, a 34 year old Roger Saffold. He's 26. Okay, look at the tape of Nate Davis. Look at the tape of Ben Powers. Very good, guys. If Brandon Bean can reallocate the money and spend it on one of those guys and insert them immediately into this offensive line starters, now the offensive line looks a lot better, okay? And Brandon Bean is not going to have to go into the draft feeling the need to have to, man, I've got to find an offensive lineman quick. You know what I'm saying? We know his MO is to fill as many needs as possible in free agency and then take best player available that he can in the draft. If he fills the hole at offensive line with an, an with an elite level guard in free agency, then we're not talking about him having to, to, to address that position in the draft early on. Then if a guy like B. John Robinson is there at 27 and we've already secured the offensive line, why not? Okay. Now, now if he, if he's unable to find anybody, uh, you know, in free agency to fill the offensive line void, then he's going to have to go into, into the draft very desperate to fill that void. And the only guy in the draft in round one that I would consider them getting would be Osiris Torrance from Florida. Yeah. If he's not there, I'm not reaching. At then at that point, it becomes all about value. It becomes all about value. And there's there's some other guards in the draft that the Bills could get in the second round and, and in day two. But it, it, it's a crapshoot, man. So that's why I'm all about, man, look, do what you can in free agency first, and then we'll see what happens in the draft and let the board fall as it may. I don't want anybody to think that I'm all about, you know, the, the number one need on the Bills team is running back because it's not. It's, it's offensive line. I need, I need to see a guard protect Josh Allen that way. But if they can fulfill that need before the draft and a guy like Bijan happens to be there at 27, I am running that card up as fast as possible. As soon as, 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 soon as the team previous picks their, 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 their guy, I'm, I'm Brandon Bean. The, the card is already up there. You know, that, that's, just, that's just because he's this, that type of a talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. I think you made some phenomenal points, terrific points. And I think that you want to know what it all comes down to with me. And you know, my, you know, where I stand on the draft. I don't get 
insanely involved in it because whether it's B. John Robinson, whether it's an offensive lineman, whether it's a safety, whether it's a, a wide receiver, none of it matters unless they pan out. And we've all seen the hit rate on the majority of the picks, whether it's like, because like you said, the late first round is essentially a second round. When you get to that point, they're all lottery tickets. And I do understand how yeah. you are justifying the pick for B. John Robinson, because you think that it's a lottery ticket that has the best chance of returning on investment. I totally get yeah. that. I totally do. I wonder where you stand as far as Bean is concerned with that situation. And you say, all right, you know, are we, are we looking to, you know, I, I think what it all comes down to, as I think, like you said, you look at that position and I guess if you, maybe we don't think about this enough, but I guess if Bean's looking at it and saying, you know, I really like an offensive lineman in the second round that I personally think would give us is just as much value, maybe a little less than the mm -hmm. guy we could get in the first round, but we can still get Bijan Robinson, then I, I do get it. And I understand where yeah. you're coming from. The crazy thing about all of this is we can argue about it until the cows come home. And of course, every, every position you'd like to be able to take your lottery at with the guy that everybody thinks would be the best at that spot, especially late, right? Where you are getting down to specific areas on the team that have the best player available left. Obviously mm -hmm. earlier, you know, that's where the best wide receivers go. There's supposed to be four tight ends around the top 10 this year. It's never happened before, uh, you know, the best edge rushers and, of course, the best O-linemen. So when you get to that area, it is the one spot in the draft. It is the one spot in the draft that the running back still available is oftentimes the best one. So it is interesting. Rev, by the way, did you say hi to yeah. Philip Sanchez? Because this is now his fifth comment. And it's crazy oh, because he it. keeps commenting. And I, you know, it's funny. He's still watching and I love it. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. I, I, I continuously, I just wanted to say, Hey, to Philip, we appreciate you watching. Apparently hey, he thinks Phillip. we have seven people watching in here. I must not be able to count because I see about uh, 20 times that right now. But anyhow, mm -hmm. uh, Philip, we appreciate you following the Instagram, even though, you know, yeah, I get it. It was a post about digs and cowboys. I don't know if it was Bobby or who it was. It was a post. It was, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, we, we all have our opinions. <laughs> really, you have yours. So we appreciate he wanted his, you. He wanted, he wanted his attention, and he got it. He did, yeah. and he got it. I'll tell you what. I appreciate him because he's continuously pumping out he's into watching. the comments. Section. He's, giving, go, man. He's, he's giving us something to talk That's about. So, need. Philip, That's what we need. appreciate you. Because not only is he on here watching, but he's also apparently following the Instagram, too. So, Philip, he, he loves it. I mean, he's all over he's it. On it. He's all in it. He's all he's in it. He's loving it. But anyway, you know, back to the back to the, to the the point about the B. John Robinson thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not – I, you know me, I'm not in a position where I am so like anti anything when it comes to that, you know, or where mm -hmm. I put my faith in it is in being because I just look at what this team currently is. And there are, there are areas on the team in which you could argue to justify that first pick with, with a variety of different ways. So I totally right. get it. The one thing that is interesting to me when you talk about B. John Robinson and going running back, and I understand where you're getting your sentiment from around the bell cow, type guy who's going to be able to take a lot off of Josh Allen's shoulders just based on the ability to do the things that he does where I get a frustrated, I think with the, with the, the thought of running back is you do take James Robinson or excuse me, James cook way high up in the second round last year. I felt like he was completely underutilized this year. We never really got a chance to see the true potential. I felt like when we did see him out there, there were flashes of a lot of great stuff that we might not be able to develop in only year two, because we're going back to the well now for the third straight draft, trying to find a guy that we 
have yet to just go out and solidify in yeah. either or, the first or maybe, or maybe they, or free agency. Yeah, or maybe they don't think that James Cook can take that type of punishment, you know, uh, throughout the entire year. You know what I'm saying? And so he's he's better served as being a complimentary guy. You know what I mean? But I I, th I think they had better plans for him, especially especially in the past game that just didn't didn't pan out. Because he's he's when he coming out of college, he wasn't just you know a, a, a speed running back. He mm -hmm. was the, the thing the thing that 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 really gave him his value was his receiving chops out of the backfield. You can line him up. Right. That's, the why they, that's why they went after him. That's yeah, why yeah. The, the, the just as a right now is interesting because that's why they drafted James Cook. But the points you're making, which I understand are valid, they, they're the complete opposite of James Cook. So they'd be drafting the same position, but for the complete opposite reason. And it makes you wonder. It's just an odd way to look at it. Only one year removed. Right. Mm -hmm. It's because it's that's what I was thinking as you were talking. They drafted James Cook to be the running back that was like the finesse guy, right? That was catching out of the backfield. He's more of a of a playmaker than he is a guy who's going to run you over on the line. And, and it always felt like we didn't want that. We didn't need that. But now it seems like that sentiment's changing, and it's only been a year, and we've barely seen what James Cook has to offer. Well, don't forget, they did the same thing with, with Motor, right? Before they got James yeah, Cook. Exactly. They, I mean, you had Frank Gore and Motor. Zach Moss Austin the following year. Third, same, same round, third round. You know what I'm saying? So – they don't yeah. have a problem with with drafting another running back the same year. I oh, mean, we'll clearly the following year, you know, it just I mean, depends if you're on, on what they're looking back Basically, you're you're getting picked at some point within the first three yeah. rounds. It's just a matter of when, you know. Would you do? Would you? Would you? Would you rather have B. John Robinson or Derrick Henry? Oh, I'd absolutely rather have B. John Robinson because that's the whole point, and that's why nobody drafts a running back in the first round anymore because when you do get a running back in, especially one that hits. You that's why like what the Giants are facing right now is tough because Saquon Barkley is really the only person on that team right now that sells a jersey in that Giants stadium. He's really the mm -hmm. only one. The only He's the one. only marketable guy in that entire team. Like I mentioned earlier, and I love Saquon Barkley. I got my Penn State helmet right behind me. Huge Penn State fan. I watched Saquon live and in Beaver Stadium multiple times. One of my all-time favorite players ever. And in college, watching him play in person was one of the most extraordinary things ever. The guy is a is an absolute specimen. I love Saquon yeah. Barkley. Yeah. Taking him at number two in that draft with the quarterback talent that was there was one of the worst picks I have ever seen. And we've seen terrible. it. We've seen the repercussions of it. The Giants just last year finally win a win a playoff uh, game. This is this is now going into five years after drafting Saquon Barkley, and they have a quarterback right now that they're going to have to pay near market value that they probably do not want to. You know, they probably do not want to pay him. And not only that, Saquon Barkley, he came back extraordinarily last year, still injured. And that's the problem with these running backs. Every single top running back last year, Rev, every one of them got injured. Every single one of them. Christian McCaffrey was injured. Mm -hmm. uh, Derek Henry was injured. Dalvin Cook was injured. They, everybody at some point gets banged up. Now, when you ask me about Derek Henry, the reason I want Bijan Robinson, I don't have to give anything up for him other than the pick I take him at. I don't have to pay him literally anything. And I get the best, uh, and this is the unfortunate part, and it sucks. Hey, I, this is yeah. why I don't understand how, how you, yeah. I, I feel bad for these guys. Because if I'm the Bills, I if I use take him, him in, right, I use his best years during the Bills' best opportunity to win, and then if I need to move on, I can, and I don't have to pay him another contract. Exactly. That's 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 the major, that's a, another major difference and a great point, because Saquon Barkley, number two overall, terrible. 
you, they didn't have a team, but they still drafted a running back. That, that didn't make any sense. The Bills are loaded. They have a team. They have a quarterback. You get a guy at 27, completely different scenario, right? But then you have mm-hmm. that kind of generational talent. But then guess what? He's on his rookie contract. First exactly. round for four years. That's why the Bears were potentially talking about getting rid of Justin Fields. I mean, this is the yeah. way people work now. Because you, you try you, to turn that contract means so much. It's it everything. means a whole lot, especially at this position. If you're able to land a gen, a generational kind of guy, we're not talking about a slouch. You're talking about a generational running back. We're not talking about what the Chiefs did, you know, a few years ago when they got Clyde Edwards Elaire, you know, with the last pick of the first yeah. round, and then now he's not even playing, and they got some seventh round draft pick playing now. That yeah. was dumb. Okay, but 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 we're talking about B. John Robinson. Like he he's that he's that elite. You get him on his rookie contract for four years with the with the opportunity to to, to do you know with his fifth year option by yeah. then with the team the way it is you're already expecting to to by then to win a super bowl because the team is so loaded you're not you're, you're not you're not a, a bottom feeder type of team trying to add a, a top running back thinking that the running back is going to be the one that's going to get you over the hump no man where this team is loaded and rated right now adding a guy like him 27 first round would, would make a ton of sense if the o line is is taken care of and, you know, it's great points. And, and and back to the Derrick Henry, you know, situation. I love Derrick Henry. He's one of my favorite players to watch. We'll always remember him, I think. He's going to be one of those guys that we'll always remember from this generation. Just truly a one-of-a-kind back. And there's really not going to be many other guys like him, I think, going forward. He might be one of the last of his kind. I mean, he's just one of those guys that does not necessarily fit the mold of the league anymore. And that's why he's been so dominant, because there's nobody really like him. But the reality is he is 29 years old now. And in that's like dog, the dog years for, for running backs is it's, it's dead on. I mean, it's, it's amazing. My most um, like perfect quintessential example is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was the best player mm. arguably in the entire league. And all of a sudden you blink and he wasn't even in the league anymore. Yeah. Derrick Henry's not that he was built longer to last. But as we see, he's a guy who was essentially indestructible. Now he's getting injured. Now he's getting older and you want to talk about a guy who's the face of the franchise. He was the Tennessee Titans. And I understand they mm-hmm. got to get moving on themselves. But oftentimes that shows you, you know, they're, they're, what's going on. I mean, obviously they don't, they don't want to get rid of Derrick Henry. And I just yeah. think for what you'd have to give up, and you're not, it's not like he'd be cheap unless he wanted to be cheap, right? I mean, this is right. back to the situation earlier where we were talking about contracts. It all depends on who you're dealing with. Does Derrick mm-hmm. Henry, and this is, this is what Tom Brady started, and this is what a lot of people like to do now. If Derrick Henry wants to go and compete for a championship, right? Maybe he does go to a Buffalo or somebody for a price tag that would be significantly less than it would be somewhere else that yeah, uh, market you know, value. Just yeah. wants him to, mm-hmm. yeah, to sell tickets. I mean, that's just the reality. But uh, the point you made is spot on. If that is something that they truly think that they want to add to this team, right? A, a prolific a bell cow running back, then I, you absolutely go the younger route because what you're doing is you're continuing to just kick the can down the road. Signing a veteran mm-hmm. like Henry, yeah, you think it's a great sign, but it's going to be expensive. And it, with the injuries now and the age, it's just not worth the money because you're not going yeah. to get out of it what you think you will over an extended period of time. So, yeah. Um, of the points, though, by the way, I mean, it, I, I don't know if you got me sold on wanting to do it, but you have me sold an understanding on the reasoning behind why you would consider it. And I think you can do that. I really do think you can do that with just about any position. I really do. It's just mm-hmm. the running back position is so it's so argumentative because of the, the because of how disposable the positions become. That's just all it is. 
Yeah. I mean, and there's, I mean, there's more than one way to skin a cat too, you know, right? Sure. So, I mean, even if it's not B. John Robinson, there, there's other other routes they can go. But he'd I'm be the only one in round one, obviously. The, the, only, uh, the only one. That, that's all I'm saying yeah. is if he's there, if he's there, then I would pick. If he's not there, I'm, I'm not, there's no way I'm picking anybody else in round one. There's, and, you know, there's other right. guys that you can draft later on. Um, all right, we're a buck and a half in, and this was great. It did not feel like it. And it's great. You want to know what I yeah. love today? I was so excited the way today was. I'm so, once again, thanks for coming on. I, I, days okay, like man. today where it feels like there's more going on, it's just way more fun because when you're, when you're, the juices always flow better. I was telling uh, yeah. Kevin, the Writers Club, by the way, is back. It's on Sunday nights now. Yeah, and I was helping Kevin get it set up, and he's doing it with Zach. And I was telling him, uh, I go, dude, you know, when you're with someone else, like, you know, it's fun doing it by yourself when you get to do your own thing and chat, but when you're with someone else, man, it's like you, you get so much more out of it than you ever anticipated. Like you go into tonight and you probably didn't think we would talk about half the things we do. And right. just the way it goes, super fun. The one thing I want to end with before we uh, hop off here is the, the best thing I saw today, and I'm honestly ashamed at myself, or I'm ashamed with myself at the fact that I did not know of this guy sooner. Uh, it, we're talking about one of the uh, – you want to talk about a, <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, Bill's draft picks, talking about potentially yeah. going offensive line. Cody Mock. Is that how you pronounce it? Cody Mock. Yes, that's how you pronounce it, yep. I don't know if you guys have seen him. Somehow, today, this is the first I saw, I've seen him, and, and it was love at first sight. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. <laughs> this guy, game he is, uh, I, uh... there's legend. I, I, some, I tweeted this at, at some guy earlier who, who, I forgot who it was, who commented on me. I, I go, there's legends, and then there's this guy. I mean, this guy is the alpha of all males. So for those who don't know, Cody Mock, he's a he's an offensive lineman who's uh, coming out of college, currently going into the draft. Uh, he looks like a Viking. I mean, he's massive. He's got a big red beard and a gigantic long red mane of hair. And he's missing the majority of his front teeth. And he loves it. And it's like his thing. It's like how Michael Strahan's got the gap, and that's what you recognize. Cody's essentially riding with the with the toothless look, and the reporter who's interviewing him at the combine is a is kind of like you know, you're going to the NFL, man. Like you're going to be making some serious money. You're going to be able to get some teeth, and and you can genuinely tell he has no desire no. to get teeth when he um when he inevitably gets to the NFL and starts making money. So here is my man Cody. Uh, and like I said, I, I, I love this guy. Um, where is it? Here we go. This is, uh, this is Cody. <laughs> basketball game in seventh grade. I, uh, oh, by the way, so they asked, rent. so the, it, this was, I, I was so caught off guard, by the way, the question to him is literally like, what happened to your teeth? Like, that's literally the question <laughs> talking about the dude's teeth right now. Just a little, little basketball game in seventh grade. I uh, go for a loose ball, ran into someone, and my teeth were all kind of jacked up. Had to go get them pulled out. Yeah, they're they're all loose in there. So <laughs> had to go get them pulled out. And uh, yeah, I never really got them fixed. And uh, we'll see we'll see how the process goes if I ever end up getting fixed or not. Well, the thing he just basically told you what I just said. He's got no that that dude has had no front teeth. Since seventh grade, you would you want to go up against that guy? Hell no, <laughs> hell no. That is the most and that is the most intimidating thing ever. A guy who is that comfortable and that like, 
like you know how do you know how much of an alpha male you have to be to be missing all your front teeth and love it and not give <laughs> a single it. shit about it? Yeah. That is the coolest. I mean, I love that guy. Love him. I think I think he said, like, unless unless his mom tells him to, 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 to fix him. He literally mind. said, basically, he said, unless my mom like like sedates me and drags me to the dentist, I am I am going toothless the rest of the way here. And I think it's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. And I love him. I love the guy. And he's a oh, man. man. Yeah. So, Rev, wow, almost two in the books, man. It's great. And you want to know what's even better? This is just the tip of the iceberg because March 6th is today. And this time next week, the league year starts. And I've got a feeling by this time next week, probably way sooner, we are going to know where Lamar Jackson's going to be, where potentially mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is going to be. Daniel Jones could be making $45 million a year. Oh, I mean, this is terrible. A lot of stuff going on, but Rev. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, and, sir. And uh, you know you're welcome. Anytime you get that itch, baby, you know it. And I got a feeling you're going to be scratching a little bit come the come the next couple months here when things start picking yeah. up a little bit. Next, I know. Next I, week, next week I'm going to be itching a whole lot. Well, you know, I always got the back scratcher readily available. You know how it is. (laughs) (laughs) There we go, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. We're back at it again next week. Same place, same time. And I'll see you then. And, uh, hey, enjoy the rest of your week. And go Bills. Go Bills. Ding, 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 ding.